Hello and welcome to the Indie Football Podcast, where I, Anukesh Jain, a football enthusiast for the last 16 years, is joined by our favorite football writer from West Bengal, Doi Payan Mukherjee. Doi, how are you, man? And how has your Kolkata trip been? Yes, uh, thank you very much. It's it's like become a very nice weekly tradition that I look forward to every week. And Kolkata has been brilliant. I've just been here for two days. It's much more warmer than what it is back in Delhi. So it's almost summers over here for someone compared to who stays in Delhi and all. I've been eating lots of Kolkata food, lots of street food, and also consequently, I must confess spending a lot of time in in the mornings in the bathrooms also but yeah all in all it's it's going on pretty nicely i'm enjoying and yes i but i'm glad to do this glad to talk about football yet again well that's great to know and uh, talking about the heat in kolkata it reminded me of the transfer market which was yes. so hot there that i'm sure that it uh, definitely contributed to global warming <laughs> <Or> the- <laughs> yeah. uh, so talking about the transfer market we had some whirlwind deals out there where we had uh, players such as Louis Diaz from FC Porto joining clubs such as Liverpool and big players such as Philippe Coutinho, Aaron Ramsey and uh, other players such as uh, Juventus' uh, Bentonokur joining uh, different clubs and changing changing their alliances uh, in this transfer window which just goes to show how everything in the football world is so transient and how things can change within clubs and uh, between clubs in a matter of time. I guess this is uh, sets up the show, uh, sets up the vibe for today's show, where we talk, where we talk about the top five most expensive football transfers of all time. Starting with uh, Neymar, what are your thoughts on that, Louis? Yeah, in I did quite some digging up on this uh, high-profile. Brazilian player. So in 2017, Neymar was transferred to Paris Saint Germain in a move worth 222 million euros, which not only broke the world record but obliterating it. Like it smashed the 105 million uh, contract that Manchester United had paid for Paul Pogba just the previous summer, right out of the ballpark. So I'm sure you were. Uh, Unlike me, you were very active in following football around that time. So, I mean, I've read about how I've also spoken to different people about it. And all they say is that Neymar is the footballing equivalent of a genuine Ming vase. You know, it's very pricey but extremely delicate. And PSG have found out to their great cost. You know, there have been times when they needed their star champion footballer, but he missed those games due to some... Uh, a fracture, metatarsal, at times other kinds of injury. But yeah, I mean, in overall, how do you see the Neymar transfer? Was it a success or a failure for you? Well, if you see a player such as uh, Neymar's quality, uh, he has performed very well at League 1. And it has to be said that uh, there has been times when you know he has really carried the team uh, on his shoulders. But yeah, in terms of trophies, you can say that it has been a disappointment, a disappointment. But then football is a team sport, and you cannot just put the burden of uh, getting silverware on the shoulders of just one player. 
and i just think that uh, the only thing lacking in uh, him being compared to the likes of messi and ronaldo by folklore all over the world is the fact that he has been missing uh, european silverware such as the champions league and if he could add that to his uh, career and add that to his graph then uh, it would uh, make for a really really successful move yes i mean it's it's very interesting that you picked up the how he wanted to compare himself to the best of our era in terms of ronaldo and messi i remember how people said he wanted to move to some other club to move away from the shadow of messi so last just a last question on neymar is that do you think that that wish of his to you know create an identity of his own has been fulfilled in psg well it has been but then there is a counter argument to it that maybe if he would have played at barcelona the uh, the you know the fair the the fair some strikers of suarez messi and neymar maybe they could have won a lot more trophies but then uh, we would never know because yeah we, exactly yeah <laughs> uh, talking about neymar's strike partner actually kylian mbappe someone who is still in the uh, starting years of his career uh, a 180 million euro transfer from monaco to psg it i don't know why but that deal doesn't really get talked about as much as as the other deals maybe because uh, uh, mbappe is a victim of his own success and <laughs> the, yeah you know people have uh, they leave put the fingers on him but you have to realize that Yes, he's very young. Who is, yeah, exactly, man. And someone who is starting his career and who has performed so well for his club. I mean, he scored forty-two goals last season. So, as I said, that he's a victim of his victim of his own success so far. But uh, he has his whole career ahead, and I just hope that he can get more trophies. And uh, uh, of course, as I said, for Neymar, European silverware along the way. Yeah, I mean, yes. The first time I I I came across the name of Kylian Mbappe was, of course, when France won that World Cup in two thousand eighteen, and everyone spoke about how uh, a teenager from the suburbs of France led, you know, had risen to glory that remained elusive for one of the best in the history of the sport. But what I feel of Kylian Mbappe, which is also criticism that many people direct at him, is that he maybe does too much with the ball. at times he dribbles too much he's too much uh, into the tricks here and there but that also i feel brings in the audiences brings in the big crowds they always feel that something is going to happen when he's playing so yeah i have i have mixed opinions about how he has started his career now but yes i i'm completely on the same page with you that he might grow to you know become a very prolific scorer in the years to come absolutely yeah uh another transfer i'd love to talk about someone who was really close to my when he was at liverpool was philip coutinho uh, now whenever i uh, talk about that uh, move when he uh, you know uh, changed his uh, club from liverpool to barcelona it of course uh, sent uh, sent shivers down my spine with the way the deal went and how he forced the move to barcelona Uh, on one hand you can say for a south american player it's a big deal to play for a club such as say a real or a barcelona yeah. but then the liverpool fan that did hurt a lot um, however uh, his he was uh, his tenure at barcelona was not something he would really be proud of 
and uh, mm-hmm. the 142 million euros that uh, barcelona spent on him wasn't really justified with the low amount of goals and the assists he provided also he never really felt uh, you know someone who was really integral to the barcelona system of playing and uh, you know that just epitomizes how barcelona has been recently and uh, uh, the yeah. funny part which was probably the cherry on the uh, cake was that when he was loaned to bayern from barcelona he came back uh, to score a brace against barcelona his parent club and uh, you know the <laughs> campus league <laughs> so it almost reminds me of ki hame to apno ne dhoka diya gairon mein kya dam tha wala thing right in hindi <laughs> but so i mean what now that we speak of parent clubs and how one goes away from them and comes back to them i'm reminded of another transfer that we also spoke about briefly off air was about antoine griezmann who had scored 20 plus goals across every competition in every season he he has been at atletico madrid before he was transferred to barcelona so he had 25 goals in the 14 15 season 32 in the subsequent one then 26 then 29 and another 21 season 21 goal season in 2018 and 19 before he joined barca in a deal worth 120 million so but i mean popular to uh, you know public opinion despite the huge fanfare and transfer fee griezmann only showed glimpses of his quality in barcelona what i would also like to point out about the frenchman is that you know i saw netflix documentary on him where one of the people interviewed said if barca had messi if real madrid had ronaldo then atletico had griezmann so you followed the game that time closely so do you agree with this uh, i mean the numbers show a very you know high scoring effective player why do you think that was not able you know that that form did not replicate in barca colors and as you pointed out man so rightly that he was an absolute talisman for atletico madrid uh, and you know he was one of the world's best when he was at at atletico he was the one they really worshiped their fans worshiped and he was the one who the attack really you know pivoted around at barcelona they had other players uh, messi suarez and then add to the pressure of someone replacing neymar that really added to it and didn't really let him uh, play his own game and i just kind of felt that uh, barcelona has been going through a management crisis in the last few years and uh, they never really and with the number of managers they kept on changing i don't think any one could really you know lock down a position for him which would have really benefited his style of play and uh, maybe one counter argument is that maybe his peak just passed at atletico and he was past his best yeah true and now that he, he has gone back to atletico madrid do you think he can you know uh, repeat any of what he did he had done in the past for that club well he definitely can but then uh, that is the thing i think uh, as i said maybe he is way past his prime but then yeah. time will although someone they tried to replace uh, uh, at that time was joao felix uh, yes. in euro transfer from benfica uh, people actually highly regarded him as someone who was uh, uh, you know uh, maybe uh cristiano ronaldo's here here because uh, you know he was someone who 
actually was from portugal someone who had the skills someone who yeah. could players and dribble fast time at will so there was a lot of pressure that maybe they have found the new ronaldo atletico with their scouting system had been able to unearth a gem and although he has had his glimpses there have been times when he has done really well for them i remember a few years back when uh, atletico not liverpool out of the champions league he was really integral to uh, you know atletico playing really well in that match but yeah. what problem been a problem with him is that he has failed to deceive at times and uh, there have been times when uh, i really felt that he could have been better with his work rate and maybe just maybe he hasn't been able to uh, absorb all the pressure and all the folklore which has come with the you know with the tag of replacing someone as amazing as cristiano ronaldo but of course uh, he is still young and he has his, he maybe has his best years uh, in front of him and with the years to come uh, probably he can replicate the kind of uh, uh, form someone really uh, you know known over the world from his country as uh, shown in all his yes. years i mean i keep throwing up numbers for every player time and again as some of our listeners might point out but yeah i'm i'm very much the number cruncher but looking at uh, this jaul felix i've i haven't seen him much but whenever i've seen him there's been a sense of you know he comes in and injects pace into the game his finishing skills are, are something that i felt would need a bit of working but of course i mean for someone who who has reached those levels at such a young age and as you said uh, replacing anyone for anyone to replace ronaldo or messi is like huge huge shoes to fill their expectation every single time you play so i mean maybe some part of mentorship would help diego simone is i feel one of the better managers in the spanish football because he's been there at the helm for so many years but yes i agree with what yeah sorry so i mean i'm i'm in complete agreement that maybe you know we could see the best of him in the years to come again hopefully man hopefully and yeah. on that note it was very discussing uh, the top 5 most expensive transfers of all time with you and yeah. uh, uh, i think that uh, hopefully just you know uh, kind of sums up the whole transfer window and how interesting it gets at the end although i was pretty disappointed when liverpool missed out on fabio carvalho <laughs> No, yes, I think I think I should start note down the amount of time we take you take in every podcast to bring up a Liverpool reference. It was eight minutes today, so maybe it was the latest of all the three episodes we have done so far. So, <laughs> but then that's the thing. I think I'm just addicted to uh, talking about it. But yes, that's how it is. Yeah, that's <laughs> a great answer, window. And, yeah. Of course, it has been great discussing it with you, and uh, of course, it's always a pleasure talking about football with you. Yes, likewise, likewise. And uh, I hope our viewers are enjoying our show. We'd love to know more from them and uh, get their feedback on it. Um, our Instagram and uh, Twitter handles are as always in the description. We'd love to know more. We'd love uh, how you. We'd love to know how you're liking the show and what else we can do in it. And of course, every week we are here. and we'd love to talk about more about football and here we are at the indie football podcast thank you Thanks. for joining us stay tuned yeah.